Welcome to Conscious Corner, brought to you by Conscious Coaching, Inc., the show that talks about divorce, step families, and blended families, and all the dynamics that go along with it. Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening. And for those who continue to listen, thank you and welcome back. Today, I sound really hoarse. I am a little sick, and uh, and I also lost a bit of my voice at this event that I was this past week, which I'm going to talk about in this podcast, because this podcast is my date with Tony and how it changed my life. And if you're wondering who Tony is, no, he's not my husband. For anyone who's been listening, my husband is Jed, but Jed came on this date with me. So yeah, an awkward date. No, it's not a thruple or anything like that. This past week, my husband and I went uh, to see Tony Robbins at one of his uh, speaking events. It was a four-day event, Unleash the Power Within. So I, I unleashed my power within, and it was an incredible experience that I wanted to bring to you and share with you because there was a lot of tips that I picked up in this event that is great to apply to yourself especially to yourself going through divorce, blending families. So there were a lot of things that I wrote down that I thought really connected in that way. And so I want to share with you. I want to share my date with you and I want to share my experience with you so that you can also benefit from that because it was a moment that changed my life and changed it in a positive way because it provided me new ways of thinking of things and doing things and energized in a different way and ways to show how to energize yourself even when you're in the lowest of lows. And I think that when you're going through divorce, when you're going through the struggles of step family life and things like that, you do get the lows of lows. And how do you build yourself out of that? How do you get yourself out of that? And so that's what we're going to talk about today because those are the moments that changed my life. It reconnected me to a lot of the things that I already knew, that I already felt, but inspired me in that way to to hone in on those things again. And I know that they're all within you as well for any of my listeners who are going through divorce, who are in blended families. I know all of that is within you. It's just we're finding that part of you again. And and that is the part that changed my life with my my date with Tony, as I call it. Because it reminded me of that and inspired that part of me again. It ignited that part of me again. So I'm going to share that with you. So the five main things that I took away from this event, and mind you, I could be here for hours letting you know of all the things that we had to do. And if any of you have been to any of his events They're extraordinary. They're at extreme high peaks all the time. And uh, the energy is incredible. It's like being at a rock concert for four days and 14 hours a day. But I want to share with you the five big things that I took away from it and how, and and we're going to apply it to divorce and blending families and how this then you can take away with your own life and your own experience that you're going through right now and how it will help. And I know because... Uh, have been through divorce, also blended family. I know that these things can be applied to your life as well, because I I did apply them to my life back then, forgot about them a little while, and then have reapplied them. So I know that they can 
help in your path through divorce, through blending your family, through through the ups and downs of that as well. So these were the five major things that I took away from it to help you continue with your path and your journey and your goals through your divorce, through your uh, reconnecting, through your blending families. So what I'm going to do, I'll go through the tips and then what I'll do is I'll talk about them uh, fully. So tip number one is have an exit plan. And if you listen to my past podcast, we talked about what's your end goal. We're going to just reaffirm that. So have an exit plan. Have an exit plan of what is your end goal? What's your end goal like? So tip number one is have your end goal, your exit plan in mind. What is that like? Tip number two, Connect with your inner self, your spiritual side, that place that gives you your peace. If you don't have one, find one. Find something that gives you that spiritual inner peace to yourself that you can go to in your moments of darkness. So and we'll elaborate that. I'll elaborate on that in, in just a moment. So that's tip number two. Tip number three. Things happen for a reason. So look at every encounter as an opportunity because they are everywhere. For divorce, it's hard. I know when you're in that place, it's hard to look at the positive, but things do happen for a reason. So remember that. And there's the opportunities everywhere, but you have to look for them. You you have to be open to them. So that's tip number three. Number four goes hand in hand with that is be open. Be open because you never know what that opportunity will be in front of you. They happen at every moment of your life, but you have to be open to them. So three and four go hand in hand, and I'll talk about how they differ slightly, but be open, be open to the possibilities of life. And through divorce, It's hard to see those things when you're in the darkness of it, when you're in the struggles of blending your families, but I'll talk about how we can do that. And the last tip, number five, is condition yourself to be grateful because when you're in a a state of gratitude all the time, your life is truly happy because you really have no other place for any other thought. So condition yourself to be grateful. And I'll talk about how to do that. So those are the five things that I'm going to talk about and elaborate on now. And those were the biggest takeaways. I mean, this this man talked about so many things and many of you be, might be like, oh my God, Tony Robbins, she, you know, she went and, and was hypnotized. But it was an extraordinary event. It was something that I had never experienced before. And I thought, sure, why not? Let's be open to that. It's a new experience. Why not try it? See what this man has to say. See what these people bring to bring to life. And I was so happy I did it. So the first one I talked about, number one, was have an exit plan. What does your end goal look like? So I talked about this in pad podcasts and it's really important because that was one of the biggest things is, and no matter what goal you have in life, what does the end of that goal look like? What does it look like to you? You have to envision it. You have to know what, where you want to be in order to know how to get there, in order to know where to go, in order to know what to do and what paths to take and what steps to take. So 
when you think of your divorce, when you think about bringing your families together, what is it you want it to look like? What do you want it to be? How do you want your divorce to look like in the end? Do you want to be amicable with your ex and have a lot of family events together where your children are, are, are there families there? Uh, you and your ex are smiling and getting along. Like, is that what your ankle is? Know what it is. Envision it. Envision it. Picture it in your head so that you can see that happening. Then you'll know what steps that you need to take to do that. Of course, you'll need to sit down and really think about, okay, how do I need to behave to get to that end goal? What do I need to do? But it get, it puts it puts it in perspective and then also holds you accountable because if you start going off the rails and you start thinking, okay, if my end goal is that I want to have a good family unit, even though we're apart, so that my children have a well-rounded life and a whole life even though, and don't feel a lot of the trauma of divorce, I want them to feel as though my ex and I are still caring about each other as human beings. If you want them to feel that, it keeps you accountable because when you start going off on the tangents of of anger and frustration and hate, it reminds you, okay, my end goal is I want this to be my end goal. If I continue down this path, I'm never going to get there. So it brings you back. So know what your exit goal and your exit and your end, that's what I mean. What is your exit? What is your plan? What is your, what is, what does that end look like for you? If you're blending your families and you're getting remarried and you're becoming step, uh, you know, a, a step family, a blended family, what do you want that to look like? Where all of you are united, where you all get along, you're friendly, you have happy laughter times, you involve the exes so that everyone feels included. If you, if you envision that as your end goal, as your exit, and I say exit because he used exit in, in a more business sense, but in a personal sense, it's your end goal. So that's number one is know your end goal. Number two, connect with your, with your inner spiritual side, your inner peace. You have to find this place. And I'll say that was something that, that kind of went a little bit astray from me for a little while and have holding on to that inner peace, that place in yourself where you find peace. And that's super important when you're going through a divorce, when you are coming together as a step family, because there are so many things coming at you that are so negative and that can be negative and that can be dark and ugly the anger, the hurt, the frustration, the guilt, all these types of negative feelings, if you don't have a place within you that you find that peace, it's very easy you can get sucked into that darkness. And that peace is what holds you steady and holds you and gives you that calm, gives you that clarity and continues that momentum forward rather than getting stuck and held down into that dark pit. So what is that for you? Figure out what that peace is for you, whether it is that you pray and you connect with God, whether you meditate and, and you just find peace of mind there, whether you just have this quiet moment 
find that something that gives you that inner peace, that place that you go to that you feel peaceful within yourself. And for some of you, it is spiritual. Some of you, it is more in act and doing. So find that thing. It's the one thing that will keep you grounded through all the madness that happens around you, through divorce, through step family life, through all of that. There's a lot of madness that happens. It keeps you grounded and keeps you committed, keeps you calm. For me, that kind of went off to the side for a little while. And I'll say my my date with Tony reminded me of that. There were moments where we did these little meditation exercises. And I've said it in the past, I, I'm not very good at meditation. It's hard for me to quiet my mind. But there was a way that he did it that really made you think and go into those into those peaceful places. And I went there. And for me, it was it was a reconnection with God. I reconnected with God. I grew up very religious. I grew up going to church and, and we were Catholic. And so we had to go to church every Sunday. And my dad was really, really faithful. So I grew up like that. And then for years, I kind of went off to the side. But I remember as a kid, even though, you know, you hated going to church and stuff, it was just something that I had to go to. But there was always, as a young adult going, there was always something that just felt very peaceful for me being there. It was my quiet place. It was my my place of, of peace, of calm. And then I stopped. And for a while, that kind of went off to the side. And it's funny at that conference, I reconnected with that and I reconnected in, in, in my own personal relationship with God. And so that peace that I had been searching for came back. And so, and it was a great, great feeling. And so that's why I wanted to share with you because it was that moment I found, I found that inner peace within me again, that peaceful place so that I know when all hell breaks loose and everything goes to shit and you go into those dark places and you do. I do. Everybody does. You have those moments of darkness. You have those moments of anger and frustration. And when, and especially when you're going through divorce, you just want to say to hell with it all. Many times when you're in a step family, there are many times you want to say to hell with it all. Find that place of peace. That thing you can go to, you can turn to just within yourself in your acts of doing, whether it be just your prayers to God, to your God, whatever God that you choose, to whatever thing that you believe, whatever it is that gives you that peace, find that. That's a really important piece of the puzzle here to continue to help you ground yourself within your journey. It's probably one of the biggest keys that I had been reconnected with because when my husband first met me, he always said to me, he's like, Leah, you you always have this like this grounded center. He said, you always have this like sense of calm within you. And, you know, after 10 years and a lot of shit happening, I never heard that anymore. I never heard that and it went away. And so I feel like that is the piece of the puzzle that went missing. And so when I found it again, I'm like, yeah, this is the center. This is the grounding of me. This will ground you so that no matter what, you always know you have this safe sanctuary peacefulness to go to that will ground you and be able to 
help you continue forward in that good, peaceful, positive state rather than that angry state, that that mad state, that depressed state. That So number two is connect with that inner peaceful state that you need to have and find that peace within yourself. Connect with that spiritual whatever it is to keep yourself connected peacefully. So that's number two. Number three, things happen for a reason. You know, so look everywhere because there are opportunities everywhere. Oftentimes people think, oh my God, it's my divorce. I'm divorced. Why is this happening to me? Well, things happen for a reason. And there's a reason you're getting a divorce for whatever reason it is. But know that there is something greater out there that's bound to happen to you. The opportunity is right there, out there. Be open to that. Be aware of it. And know that, sure, you might be stuck in your divorce right now, but it's happening for a reason. It's happening because something else is something else is going to happen. Something better. The better opportunity is out there. A great opportunity is out there. And maybe you couldn't experience that better opportunity if you didn't go through this portion of your life, if you didn't go through this this divorce, if you didn't become a step-parent and, and have a blended family. There's reasons why you did become a step-parent and, and, and blend your family because there's a reason for that happening. Look for the opportunity in that. Look for the greatness in that because it is there. There's a reason that you were brought into that family as a step-parent. There is a reason that you are not connected to your partner anymore and are now open to the possibility of, of someone even greater. And that's okay to say that there's someone greater than the partner that you had. You know, in life, you're always looking for for that better, for, for that one-up. And if you're not, then you're not growing. And it's not to say that you, should, oh, you shouldn't be grateful for the things that you have around you. Absolutely not. But if this is the moment of your life that you're in, that you're getting a divorce, and sure, you let go of your ex because your ex has now become part of your past, well, your future should always be something greater than what was in your past. And not to say that that person isn't great, but they were great And now you're looking for that different part of your life that is just going to be greater for you, greater for you. So, but you have to believe that it happened for a reason and be open to the opportunities that are coming your way. And that leads into number four. Number four is be open. You have to be open. When you go through a divorce, it's really easy to get shut down and to clam up and to close the world off because It becomes a dark place, especially if you're going through a very difficult divorce because there's a lot of anger. There's a lot of negativity and darkness in that. There's a lot of anger and frustration and hatred even and depression and remorse and guilt. So there are so many negative feelings. It's not easy to open up and to be open. But I say to you, Going through a divorce, be open. Be open to everything that is around you. Don't let the negative feelings drive you. Be open to, like I said in number three, 
to the possibility that things happen for a reason. Be open to the opportunity that is fate that is right in front of you. Be open to the people that you talk to, the new people that you encounter, the people that share with you about maybe their divorce or that you can share with about the divorce, people that you meet in line, talk to people in line. You never know what opportunities and what is out there for you unless you're open to it. And so open yourself up during your divorce to all those opportunities because those are the things that are going to help propel you forward and take you out of that darkness and show you that that there is great stuff still happening, that there still is goodness that happens, that there's still great things and great opportunities that will happen for you. There is a reason that you that you did get divorced. And so be open to all the experiences that that happen within that. Even be open to the feelings that you have. Be open to them because that will be embedded in your head as as the learning experience from it. Be open to all the learning that you have when you go through divorce. And when you're blending your families and becoming a step-parent, oh my goodness, be open to all of the opportunities. Be open to all of the people. Be open to even all of the emotions because those are the things that you're going to build your foundation on. And you're open to them, experiencing them, feeling them. And that is what gives you your learning opportunities that you learn from, that you do better, make better, are better, So that's number four. My last one is condition yourself to be grateful and and live in in a mind of gratitude because when you are in a mind of gratitude, you are truly happy all the time. When you are in a mind of gratitude, there's really no other way something else can can be in there with you. So therefore, you are always in a state of happiness. That's something that I was reminded of at this conference. And it was such a beautiful thing because there were many moments that we went into states of gratitude and thoughts of gratitude. And it's conditioning yourself of how to be there. How do you condition yourself to be there? Well, you condition yourself by creating habits for yourself that put you in states of gratitude. And I was so grateful for learning this. So one thing that he talked about was priming yourself. And I love the word priming. I, I feel like a machine that way. When you get up in the morning, get up in, a, in the morning with a ritual that you just sit and think about all the things that you're grateful for, all the projects that you're grateful for, all of the people you're grateful for, and think of a moment in time. And it could be a present, a past moment, something that you felt grateful for. It could be like a big thing, a small thing, something that you're grateful for and take literally five minutes. It's five minutes in the morning. Five minutes in the morning is nothing when you know that that is going to set your mind for the rest of the day. So if you condition yourself, and that's the conditioning, condition yourself to be in that state of mind every single morning when you wake up, You sit and you think about the things that you're grateful for for five minutes. That five minutes goes by so quickly. I've started doing that. And it's amazing how five minutes feels like half a second. 
So as your mind starts going into those grateful places, into those, and that helps bring you to your happy places because you're thinking of memories that you are grateful for. And those are usually happy memories. So, so condition yourself to be in those grateful places and, and be grateful for things. Start a ritual where you can pick a time of day ideally in the morning because it's a great way to start your day in that frame of mind because in whatever frame of mind that you that you start your day with usually the rest of your day will unravel that way and so if you start your day always in a grateful state of mind the rest of your day unravels that way where it becomes a happy more positive grateful type of day if you start your day with a very frustrated, grumpy state of mind, typically the rest of your day ends up being just kind of flat like that. So, you know, watch yourself, look at yourself and learn from yourself and monitor yourself and see, see if that happens. Start practicing being in an attitude of of gratefulness continually because the more you are grateful, it keeps you in the present moment and present moments are typically always grateful. And you can be grateful for being in the present and present is where you want to live in the present. Try and keep your mind in that and train your mind to be that way. And how you do that is is prepping your mind from the first moment that you wake up. And when you're going through divorce, you really need to have those positive states of mind because it helps you through that darkness. It propels you through the darkness. When you're in a step family, there is a lot of darkness around there too. So you want to be in those grateful states of mind so that you're always bringing that to your family. And that is what helps build and grow and propel you through through that life. So those are my five tips for you. And now we're going to talk about Leah's likes. My likes this week, they do revolve around my my conference that I attended. And uh, a lot of things that I definitely learned there. So for the mind. So I always start with my mind because we always want to condition our minds. My like for my mind is uh, priming and I just and I did talk about this in in my tip number five priming so priming yourself that's the way of conditioning yourself and conditioning yourself to be in that state of gratitude and feeling that inner peace so how do you do that I'm going to give you a video and and it is a Tony Robbins video and for those of you who don't like him and you know it's a love-hate with Tony Robbins. Some people either love him or they hate him and there's not really an in-between, right? But even for those of you who might not like him so much, check out this video because it is a good tool to show you how you can get into those states of gratitude in the morning. It's literally a simple uh, 10-minute video and he actually walks you through it and it's a really good it's a really good way to start your morning off. So I'm going to give that to you. And that is for the mind because it really helps calm the mind and bring your mind into a good state. So that's my Leah like number one, because what is Leah likes? Leah's likes is things that make me feel great and help me through my day. So I'm sharing them with you to help that so that they can help 
you throughout your day. And so that is something that helps me and makes me feel good. So I'm sharing it with you. So my mind like is priming, priming for gratitude. My health like. So this conference We did not have time to eat. So you had to pack food and bring food and you just ate when you were hungry because it was a 14-hour day for four days nonstop. So you just ate. So I never really knew how much I liked protein bars until until this conference. So I'm going to post what protein bars that I liked because I lived on those because you need energy and when you need a, a good pick-me-up and you really don't have time to go or to get food or anything, a protein bar is a really great thing to have. And I always used to be so opposed to them thinking, no, I want real food. But when you're in a moment where you can't actually go and get real food, it actually really is a good substitute. And it really held my my hunger and my energy for a good number of hours. So I have since gotten a liking for protein bars, and I'm going to share that with you because it's a good little substitute and it's a good pick-me-up when you actually need it. And my indulgence. So my indulgence, I uh, realized, is this. um, So this conference was in L.A. So I was in L.A. this last week, and I realized that I really, really enjoy staying in hotels. I love hotels. Hotels make me feel like I'm on vacation because people get to make your bed and you get to go out and eat. And so it's all of that. So I like staying in hotels. And so I'm going to post the hotel that we stayed at. It was, and sure, it's a little, it's a little plug for them because it was a great hotel. It was called the Mayfair Hotel. This hotel has so much history in it. It was one of the funkiest, coolest hotels I've ever stayed at. Not in the greatest of areas that I, you know, I have to say that in LA, not in the greatest area, but a great hotel. It had such a cool vibe, very sort of Hollywood rockish kind of vibe, very funky. They had a podcast room. I could have done my podcast there. Unfortunately, I got really sick and so couldn't do my podcast until later, until after I left. But um, they have a podcast room. They have a library. They have a fantastic restaurant. And I believe the chef of the restaurant is a winner of Hell's Kitchen of some season. I can't remember, but that's what I read. And there's so much history in it. it. It apparently was one of the hotels that hosted the very first Oscar party for the Oscars and the actors way, way, way back when. So I'm going to give a little plug to them because it was a great hotel, really funky rooms, a really beautiful, beautiful space. They deserve props. And so my indulgence size hotels because I really like to stay in them. It makes me feel like I'm on vacation. So and why is that a like? Because it is an indulgence. It is an indulgence. So when you're going away, sure, I've done Airbnbs and I've stayed with friends and I've stayed with family and all of that. But when you get to go to a hotel, you kind of feel like you have that a bit of indulgence. It's that little one up where you get to feel 
you know, like a diva or like a, like your own vacation. So that's my indulgence and that's where I was. So I'm going to give a little plug to the Mayfair Hotel. They were great, great people, great staff. So I leave you with that. I would love to hear from you and, and hear your stories and what, what your indulgences are, what you do to help your mind and, also to, you know, to share your experiences with me. I always love to hear from you. If you want to talk, if you want to share, if you want to connect with me, you can send me an email, leah, L-E-A-H, at consciouscoachinginc.com or go to my website. You can connect with me there. There's so much post, so much stuff I post there. It's consciouscoachinginc.com or go to my Facebook page, There's a lot of stuff that I post on there, a lot that you can connect with. My Facebook is Conscious Coaching Inc. Send me messages, always connect with me. I'd love to hear from you. Share this podcast to other people going through divorce who have blended families, who maybe have indulgences that they like or want a little healthy tip, but always know that you're never alone because I'm Leah and I'm in your corner.